Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying... Got that? What is it? Discussions. Discussions. Of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker. And with me is Mr. 50,000, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. For a second, I was like, huh? And then I realized what you're talking about. He had a tweet that did really well and got over 50,000 likes. And uh, that is something that we celebrate here on the Roman Um, Circus podcast. It's the first time that's happened to either one of us. Yeah, it seems like certain people we know are able to just get these like crazy viral tweets. Like Jake has had a decent number. Mm -hmm. And I remember our friend Garrett one time got like 120,000 likes on one of his quote tweets of the president. Yeah. Do you remember that tweet? Um, no, it was like five bands ago, so you can't find it anymore. (laughs) But, uh, so it was back when the big Ukraine stuff was blowing up. And so president Trump tweeted in all caps, where is Hunter? Mm -hmm. And Garrett quote tweeted it and said, white girls at the club, like, (laughs) Oh yes, yes, yes. Or white girls looking for their boyfriends at the club, something like that. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I tweeted, about a hypothetical like to me the the funny thing is this tweet was pretty meh you know Uh and it got a you know i've never really had a tweet get more than like five thousand likes so for it to get fifty thousand was kind of a big deal Mm -hmm. um and it was basically i said you know you've got mail like the movie Uh, but in reverse where two people fall in love in real life um and they both have anonymous twitter accounts and it turns out they've been online enemies for years yeah, no, that was a very good one. People I'd watch really, it. I'd people really it. appreciated it. You liked it, and you would star in it. That's good. To it know. was funny. People were like trying to decide what would it like. People assumed it'd be about politics. Yeah, but then someone was like, "Well, no, it could be like, you know, like they stand different pop stars, like a Swifty and a, um, you know, like yeah. a Little Monster or something." Right. Little Monsters being stands of a uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, yes, of course. What's her real name? What's her name, uh, IRL? Uh, I don't even uh, know. Stephanie. Pamela? Stephanie. Right? Uh, yeah, I knew it was like, you know, it was one of those names that was like your babysitter growing up type thing. Pamela, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If is you're, it just uh, Stephanie or is it a Stephanie Lynn? I don't know, but if you're a Stephanie and you were a babysitter growing up, let us know. Email us at Roman Circus at a uh, man. I'm, I'm having wow. a rough one. I'm having a rough one today. It's been very humid and hot here because we've had storms. Podcast at RomanCircusBlog.com. We're on Twitter at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry. Z A C Mabry. Yep. You can find the podcast on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Roman Circus Pod. We're on Apple Podcasts. If you like to review podcasts, you can do that there. Yes. Okay. So, um, I don't want to... Another challenge. I don't want to talk a lot of politics on this show. Fair. Um, but what do you want to talk about? Well, just for the news. We, we know what we're going to talk about on the uh, actual discussion but well our our girl got our girl got got 
Our girl got got. Okay. Lori Laughlin sentenced to two months in in prison for the. Uh, I mean, I would describe it as loving loving her own children. Her own children, exactly. <laughs> yes, for the uh, USC admissions scandal, mm-hmm. um, and her husband scandal. Scandal, yeah. And her husband <laughs> Massimo, yeah, uh, was sentenced to five years. So even in even in 2020, a woman is only sentenced to two months for every five months. A man is sentenced to prison. Wow, I know. Wow, I know. Close the gap. Close the gap. <laughs> but then my understanding of when you get sent to prison in California is like. Your, Kamala Harris like, keeps you there for free labor. Sorry, I thought I wasn't. We weren't going to talk uh, politics oh, on this one. Oh, but <laughs> um, is it like two months? Could like it, two months? There's it ends up being like one afternoon type thing. Yeah, because of overcrowding or whatever. Yeah, right. Famously, like when Khloe Kardashian went to jail and they were all taking selfies, and then she got out later that day. Did she go to jail? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chloe okay. went to straight up jail back in season three of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> for for season three of Keeping Up the, with the Kardashians, it was like the season premiere, and she was like, "You'll never believe it. I'm going to jail." I mean, that was kind of how that. I mean, that was what it was like. Like, it, wait, it, what did she go to jail for? You, did you just tell me, and I already forgot? So she had, she had gotten a DUI. Yeah, and they put her on probation. And then she yeah. missed her like check in with her probation officer. Okay, I can't do that. Yeah, I guess because she was in Australia doing an appearance, and the judge was like, "That's not a real job, so mm-hmm. that doesn't count." Nice. So then they sent her to jail, and so they like had to go through her telling. Um, I mean, on this show, the character's name was Bruce, and mm-hmm. it was this kind of like so at the time, going to at jail. the time, right? Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't want to, you know. And so it was a big thing because uh, Kim was taking all these selfies, and it was before, you know, iPhones had good camera. Actually, pretty much before iPhones. Mm-hmm. So it's like a regular camera. Mm-hmm. And then Chris is like, stop taking selfies. Your sister's going to jail. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Kim, so there's people happened. going to jail. <laughs> Basically. Basically. And then, you know, it's interesting, I guess, now that Kim is like, gets people out of jail, I guess there's a lot, there's a full, lot there. It's very meta. Full circle. Yeah, it's very meta. So um, anyway, Lori and Massimo, not mm-hmm. Massimo, but Massimo with an O. Right. Who was the founder of Massimo? What? The, the, the clothing brand. In Target? Sure, I don't know where it is now, but it's... Do you know not know Massimo, the clothing brand? I feel like I don't. Uh, well, that's because I'm six years older than you. Wasn't there... Wasn't there a... Okay, I'm Googling it. A mid-range American yeah. clothing company? Well, I wouldn't know anything about mid-range. Um... <laughs> okay, Wikipedia... Mm-hmm. Specializes in youth and teenage clothing, such as shirts. Love those jeans. Yeah, kids need kids need shirts. Well, according to Netflix, they only need half the shirt, but we will yeah, get that to that. Um, shirts, we? jeans, jackets, socks, underwear, and accessories. 
Mm -hmm. Do you recognize the logo at all? That was a big logo. Uh... That, yeah. Yeah, we, what we would do is we would wear our Mossimo shirts, listen to Limp Biscuit, and uh, I don't know. So I don't actually, I don't think I ever owned a Mossimo shirt. So. Wow. Well. Yeah. But he did it with a $100,000 loan from his father. Everyone, I've noticed a trend of when you get those loans like that from your father. Yeah. Like, what did Trump get? Two million? That that feeling when that loan kicks in and it's just yeah, like TF, a... TFW no daddy loan. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, you can do one of the seven works of corporal mercy by visiting Lori Laughlin <laughs> or Massimo in prison. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Something funny. What um, you just said. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, we had our, we, like, our shtick on this has been that this is kind of a stupid issue. And, like, it's, to me, it's a little bit much when you, like, that, you know, a whole group from the FBI was involved and then the court system and now they're going to jail. Mm. Like, they're probably, like we said, needs to just be a provision where, you know, like, if your mom is the star of Full House, they can just pay extra so you can go to whatever school you want. Um, oh, I mean, she, yeah, yeah. Couldn't and then they just can pay put that to money towards her? less fortunate people. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But instead, they had to be like, they like had to catfish the university that they were on the rowing team. Mm-hmm. So, do you know? Anyway. I'm Lori Laughlin. Do you know my daughter? She does. She's on Instagram, and she wants to be a model. Uh, she likes to row. <laughs> Is that yeah. right? I mean, basically, I guess "Row, Row, Row Your Boat" will be a very triggering song at the at the Laughlin uh, Gian at the Massimo Laughlin Massimo house. Yeah, at the yeah. It'll be tough. It'll be tough. Um, I also alluded to the half shirts. So Netflix mm-hmm. is in a is in a fix. Yeah. So they're doing a show called Cuties. It's not about Mandarin oranges, mm-hmm. which is when I think of Cuties is what I think of. Sure. Um, it's uh, it's a, they've they've now pitched it as a coming of age story about like girls. Okay. Um, originally though, it was uh, you know, like eleven year old girls twerking. Right. Um. And. You know, I just, I feel like it was a bad idea, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I assumed it's going to turn into one of those conservative pounce stories where the fact that it's, you know, obscene gets sort of lost in the fact that, you know, oh, it was conservatives who said it was obscene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of non-conservatives don't don't like to watch 11-year-olds twerk. Like, I'm I'm not... I'm not a fan of liberals, but most of the liberals I know don't, they don't like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the Babylon Bee chimed in. You ready for what they chimed in about it? Mm, Hollywood, Hollywood elites rush to normalize pedophilia before they're all outed by 
Gislaine Maxwell. <laughs> it's not a bad. That's one. pretty funny. Yeah, that is, actually, that is yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, that was what I remember back. One of the jokes during RussiaGate and all of that was that Trump's gonna because he was kind of doing the criminal justice thing, and it was Trump's gonna abolish prisons. Yeah. Before he gets sent to prison. Yeah. And boom. <laughs> Uh, had to do it to him. He had to um, do it. Back in the news, a throwback, the uh, uh, the Stoffer family, they okay. are the YouTube family that adopted that kid. And then... Don't they make uh, TV dinners? Well, that's... Yeah, right. It's, isn't there like a... Like a... A jingle to that? Is it like... Is that the Stouffer's Nothing Comes Closer to Home? Stouffer's. I don't know. Nothing anyway. Nothing comes closer to home uh, unless you're an adopted kid who has a home for four months before you get sent back. Yeah. I know. So the the Stouffers were, of, like, they're, I guess they still are, a family, like a vlogging family mm-hmm. on, on the YouTubes. And so, like, when they do that, they show basically, you know, every aspect of their family in this kind of creepy world. And I didn't realize how many different vlogging families, vlogging like video blogging. It's mm-hmm. a weird word to say out loud. Normally you see it in writing. But uh, like I thought most YouTubes were people that were like, hey guys, so a lot of you have been asking about my skincare routine. Mm-hmm. And that was as deep as it goes. But like, hey guys, a lot of you have been asking about our adopted son from China. Right. And well, and so that that's basically what has people start commenting. They're like, so they go through this whole process, they adopt this child. And then after some length of time, people are like, where's the kid you adopted? He's not in any of your posts anymore. Yeah. And then people notice that they start deleting those comments. Wow. Right. And I, I would like to tell people, like, if you're trying to cover something up or trying to make it seem like something's not a big deal, yeah. don't delete comments about it. OJ Simpson, um, I don't know if you remember him. He got in a bit Pardon of trouble. Him. He got in a bit of trouble in the late two thousands, before the two thousand tens. All right. Um, Weird people he, call those the aughts. Yeah, he got into trouble in the late aughts for stealing his own shirts. He um, ought not. I'm not sure what he did before, but he went How to can jail. You steal your own shirts. Yeah, exactly. He does tweets and he does videos and he hides all the replies that make reference to him in the mid 90s murdering his ex-wife that's it uh and twitter puts those hidden replies uh, there's a logo for oh, never never hide twitter replies people because it's you they make it it actually makes them stand out more because then you can just go to the hidden replies and look at all the which is the first thing I do because it's not even just that they're there. This feature has been around. I don't know how long, but if you go to a tweet with hidden replies, you get like a little pop up. That's like this author chose to hide certain replies that they yeah. found offense, offense. And I'm like, Oh, show me those. Let's, like that, those are the good ones. Let's go to, let's just check out one of the hidden replies. This is on the juice. OJ. He's talking about fantasy football, and he says, a plethora of running backs, lots of options, and then he does a video about who he thinks the top running backs are. Hidden replies. How many options of knives did you have? (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. So there you go. Right to it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, never use that uh, that feature of hiding. Yeah. You, you know what you can do is um, you could turn, I guess now on Twitter, you can turn replies off. Very frustrating feature, but that's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, and on Instagram, you can also just turn comments off. And actually mm-hmm. that a lot of people should do. I mean, it's like, it just, yeah. Yeah. C- save yourself the heartache, you know? Because yeah. like yeah. this tweet... This picture might get so many comments, they're going to be so nice. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the next one, you could get no comments. People could call you ugly. Ooh, never. People could use ethnic slurs in your replies. Would Nobody to wants to see that. I um, hate to do that. So, you know, a good idea would just be to preemptively turn turn those off. Um, right. Anyway, so the, the Stauffer family, there's this write-up about them in New York Magazine. And it, the person really does try to do a good try to be fair to them because like at the end of the day they adopted this kid and then they made a huge thing out of it for you know the whole process them flying to china to get the kid Mm -hmm. you know meeting his siblings for the first time and then it was like where'd he go um and they (laughs) i can't remember what they called they called it like Mm -hmm. rehousing yeah yeah they made it like uh like it was a very like they were doing something very good for the kid yeah and, i mean and it, it probably was right? i know like I, based I, I on based like on if you're fixing to give your now. kid back like you probably aren't going to be that good of a parent for oh, that yeah. kid at least yeah yeah, yeah 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 and that's where like i think that the the mistakes that they or the the main problems were how they went about actually adopting the kid at the point that they gave it away it's like that's kind of a self-fulfilling you know it's like well that is probably never the wrong answer like if you mm. If you can and you want to, then it's probably like, you know, um, but yeah. And then they said he, his new forever home. I know everything about it, everything about it set aside, like all the way it's always, the way it was framed was just gross. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, I don't know. I mean, I, it was in New York magazine. I thought it was interesting. Um, I didn't read it. I actually listened to it on using the Apple audio feature. Um, but I, I remembered all that going down. And then, yeah, so they haven't returned to family blogging. Okay. I mean, probably for the best. Like, I don't know what advice people want from them at this point. Like, how to, how not to give away one of your kids, maybe. Right. Um, though, I, though they did say that the husband is back doing his channel where he restores cars. Like, Honda Civics and stuff, um, which they call the Stouffer's Garage. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a very charming-looking family, though. Very attractive people. Um, you know. But, yeah, so they're they're back. In, well, they're not back. They're just back in the news. And so... Mm-hmm. So any of you out there that are engaged in mommy blogging, you better think twice. Best think twice. Oh, that was the other thing that was creepy is like they were talking on this in this article in New York magazine about um, or was it the New Yorker? I don't want to I don't want to give people the wrong thing and I don't want to pretend I even know that much different between. The, it was no, it was New York magazine. OK, was that other family vloggers, they literally will like 
have their growing kids, like their daughter, the first time she shaves her legs. Yeah. Or like yeah. their son when his voice cracks and they're yeah. like officially starting puberty. It's Love like, that. there's just Love so that. many, it's like, there's so many issues here, guys. Like, first of all, that's such an invasion of their privacy when they're at an age where like, what are they going to tell? Like, they don't even know what's, you know? And then also that is just like, like imagine who that attracts. Mm-hmm. We don't really want to say because it's not, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the people, well, it's the people watching Cuties on Netflix. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, I mean, I guess just when you're doing the influencer thing or your mommy blog or whatever, just, you know, think about it, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. have a plan in place. Like, I, I wouldn't say that I'm someone who undershares on social media, <laughs> but, you know, you kind of got to think through what you put out there. Sure. But, uh, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Thanks for the news update, Zach. Very exciting. Yeah. You only um, get the real news from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we, all the news that's fit to print onto podcasts. Last yes. week, we did the second mystery of the joy, second mystery of the joyful mysteries. Yep. Uh, our, Friend of the show and listener Jeff emailed the podcast and he he said that he gave us this little bit of trivia that I didn't know, but it was Pius V that standardized the oral tradition of the 15 mysteries of the rosary in the mid-1500s. Pius V is such a boss. Boss? boss Literally, time? he gave us the, the Tridentine Missal. Mm-hmm. which codified the Mass as it had been for centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Catechism of the Council of Trent. Yeah. The end-all, be-all of catechisms, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, good guy. Really good guy. Yeah. St. Pius V, get you some of that. Pray for us. That's, yes, that's our Saint of the Week, Zach. Oh, good. Oh, so we're done? <laughs> yeah. We're both really tired. Uh, oh, wow. Hey. 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 Big news on Pope Pius V. Okay, the, yeah. Uh, uh, he's someone who's getting recognized more and more. More and more. Uh, currently on the general Roman calendar. Mm-hmm. His feast the day GRC, April, his April, his feast day is April 30th. You know what else is April 30th? Um... Hmm, nothing, uh, nothing's coming to mind. I don't think anybody important was born that day. Oh, yeah. And that's anybody's birthday. And that person, former Detroit Pistons point guard, Isaiah Thomas. Wow, and Isaiah my, Thomas. That's like, my, first name is a prophet, last name is a disciple. Yeah, uh, and also me, so. And yeah. Matt Baker, born on April 30th. What's your father's middle name? Pierce. That's so you guys have the same middle name? Yes. My my middle name is Pierce. My dad's middle name is Pierce. His father's middle name is Pierce. And Perfect. his father's first name is Pierce. I'm fixing to reset all your passwords. Pierce Roswell Baker is my great grandpa's name. Wow. They called him PR for short. And he also was short, apparently, so that works out um perfect. PR. Uh, I like it. 
Jeff, in his email, talked about the 15 promises that Mary made to those who dedicate themselves to the rosary, and I thought it would be good to talk about those 15 promises. And uh, so we, let's, uh, let's do it. Let's, let's, I say. <laughs> let's, let's. All right. Where is that tab? I opened up a tab with them. Do you remember memorize? The first one mm-hmm. is whoever shall faithfully serve me by the recitation of the rosary shall receive signal graces. Okay, so whoever shall faithfully serve the Blessed Virgin Mary by reciting the rosary will receive signal graces. Yeah. Uh, signal graces, Zach. So, I mean, literally, like when I try to think to describe these, I mean, honestly, think of signals. Like, signals are things that, you know, catch your attention. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just gave you the signal. Like, let's go. Okay, um, that's, I like that. And so with signal graces, it's things, um, you know, like those little signs that that our ladies, you know, got you. A famous signal grace that people talk about separately from the rosary is people who have a devotion to St. Therese of Lisieux talk okay. about how, like, roses show up in their lives. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's, it's neat because it's not a superstitious thing with signal graces, but basically... Mm-hmm. You know, you get those little little love notes from God, like, you know, really good parking <laughs> spot. Or, um, I don't know. It, it's, you know, things happen. I'm sure people have the, kind of their experiences of, of things that are probably thought of as signal graces. Signal graces are extraordinary graces that move the soul by the intellect and will in such a way that the reception of the grace, to a certain degree, can even be detected by others. So, yeah. Yeah. And extraordinary there is important because like basically by saying that we're saying it's not, you know, you don't have to have any signal graces to go to heaven. It doesn't change the Mm -hmm. state of your soul. Like it's kind of a extra, it's, you know, icing on the cake type thing. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. We're big fans of cake here. Number two, I promise my special protection and the greatest graces to all of those who shall recite the rosary. Which yes. is good. You want, uh, you want the Blessed Virgin's special protection and greatest graces, right? And you know that special protection is gonna—you kind of have to think of it a couple ways. Like I think primarily it's gonna always be on the spiritual level, so protecting your soul on its journey to mm-hmm. eternal happiness. Um, you know, also a, a lot of times that will also could also mean on the you know natural level, like protecting you from physical harm or emotional mm-hmm. harm, whatever. But, but you know, the highest thing would be, you know, your soul's staying on the right path. Okay. Yeah. Number three, the rosary shall be a powerful armor against hell. It will destroy vice, decrease sin, and defeat heresies. Yeah, this one's good because... Uh, as we know and we've talked about before, I think we've talked about, like, uh, Blessed Virgin Mary is not, they're not fans of her in hell, and, like, they shudder at her name. Yeah, um, they, they don't like her down there. Yeah. Uh, it will destroy vice and decrease sin, meaning you either you're going to, you, you're not going to, like, keep sinning and keep praying the rosary like one of those things is going to fall 
eventually, right? right? Yeah, and, and I mean, I think you have to look at, you know, the overall, um, you know, mission of Christ after the fall of man is to, you know, heal the human condition, first and for- foremost, spiritually, so that we can have eternal happiness and eternal life with God. Um, but then from there, you know, on the, the natural level, because the body conforms to the soul. And so when you're talking about vices and things that are habits that are pretty ingrained, um, you know, God has this whole arsenal of things that help help us to break out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the rosary being obviously one that's especially powerful. And defeating heresies, you're not going to keep praying the rosary if you don't have the correct opinions on the Blessed Virgin Mary, Zach. Yeah, and so much of that, um, both you know the mysteries that are recalled in the rosary and then right the devotions to mary is a guard against heresy in the sense of you know when your beliefs on mary get out of whack generally it pulls your beliefs on christ out of whack too and so everything you know a lot of things are held in place if you have good mariology and a correct understanding of our lady you won't yeah i mean like you said it'll keep you out of heresy Number four, it will cause virtue and good works to flourish. It will obtain for souls the abundant mercy of God. It will withdraw the heart of men from the love of the world and its vanities, and it will lift them to the desire of eternal things. Oh, that souls would sanctify themselves by this means. Right. I think this is, I mean, these obviously all sort of have a a theme to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, you know, as a continuation of the previous one, when it talks about virtue and good works to flourish, you know, once you, you know, vice being, you know, vicious habits, vicious cycles, when you break those, you replace them with, you know, good habits or virtues, um, you know, virtuous cycles, good works, Mm -hmm. those types of things. So again, as the, as the healing continues spiritually on the natural level, all the above, um, you start to see the effects of that in good works and and whatnot. Yep, love to see it. Number five, the soul which recommends itself to me by the recitation of the rosary shall not perish. Right, and so, I mean, again, this is another example of by fervently praying the rosary every day, you will dispose yourself to remaining in the state of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. So it's not a cheat card, but it definitely it keeps you on the straight and narrow. Um, and you, I think you'll see with a lot of people they talk about if they if they do pray the rosary every day and they fall out of that habit, usually there's you know something that's changed in their life or their habits or their virtues or whatever. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a sign. Like you know, it kind of goes away when when they're no longer on the right path. And then, you know, once they regain the habit, it's usually a sign that they're back on the right path. Number six, whoever shall recite the rosary devoutly applying himself to the consideration of its sacred mysteries shall never be conquered and never be overwhelmed by misfortune. God will not chastise him in his justice. He shall not perish by an unprovided death, uh, in parentheses, unprepared for heaven. The sinner shall convert the just shall grow in grace and become worthy of eternal life. 
Number seven, whoever shall have a true devotion for the rosary shall not die without the sacraments of the church. So I think this one's huge. Think about like the moment we're in historically. Yeah. Um, these, where, in these unprecedented times, sure. Yes, now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, people aren't able to get out and go to mass. Some places there isn't mass or if there is, there's, you know, seating limits or maybe they're, you know, there's some reason someone can't go. Right. Um, there's, there is concern from people that, well, what happens if I, you know, do a sin and I can't get to confession or, you know, will I die without having extreme unction or receiving communion at death, you know, those things. And so while on one hand you can like, uh, you know, make practical and you should have like practical considerations of like, what priest would you call in an emergency, you know, that kind of thing. Um, on a spiritual level, praying the rosary every day, you know, the, God's basically kind of sending you a lifeboat through this saying, Hey, like you just got to do this one thing. It doesn't take that long. And, uh, you know, we can, we can see what, what, what miracles we can work. Um, and it, it is interesting, the stories that you'll hear, you know, obviously none of them are verified as miracles, but, of people that have Marian devotions where it's either them or their family members, um, you know, they just happen to go back to mass before their untimely death or, you know, there yeah. happened to be a priest nearby that could give them the last rites. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, this is how you, you can't predict the future. You can't like, there's no assurances in life, but a way to, to, you know, try is to say your rosary every day. Mm-hmm. let's see number eight those who are faithful to recite the rosary shall have during their life and at their death the light of god and the plenitude of his graces at the moment of death they shall participate in the merits of the saints in paradise so yeah i mean this is huge again this is along the same lines about healing the fallen human condition um you know as you continue to pray the rosary and dispose yourself to virtues and become more receptive of the graces that God sends, um, you know, you start to see all of that. And so, you know, uh, shall have during their life and at their death, the light of God and the plenitude of his graces. And so, you know, those things are always there, God's light, his graces, but we're not always disposed to, you know, make use of them or accept them or things. And you know, with this habit, you can, start to unlock that and start to actually, you know, conform to the graces that are being sent your way. Promise number nine, he who prays the rosary daily shall own the libs. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Number nine, I shall deliver from purgatory those who have been devoted to the rosary. Um, So this one's a big deal because purgatory, as I've, seen it described by the saints is not a fun place to be right it's it's not uh, it's a pretty harsh vibe it has no chill okay these are facts that i've heard Um, second half second happiest place after heaven though true true um so there's that side of it but then the other thing especially if you're a convert and you know if you're worried that you don't have a ton of family members to like pray for you on all souls day and help you get through purgatory. You can kind of, you know, this is sort of the DIY 
aspect of, you know, remaining close to the rosary throughout your life to hopefully make the purg- purgatory process quicker. Right. So, yeah. That's whatever, a good you, one, you, know. whatever you can do to make that quicker. Right, yeah. I mean, you just want to get get through it. Number 10, the faithful children of the rosary shall merit a high degree of glory in heaven. So you, when you get to heaven, your, your standing in heaven will be higher than it would have been otherwise. Right. And we've kind of talked about how great, we've talked about that somewhat, about the, you know, glories in heaven and that kind of thing. So, mm. yeah, need that. Um, number 11, you shall obtain all you ask of me by the recitation of the rosary. Okay. So that's big. All that you ask? I mean, that's uh, that's what it says. Um, you know, I do think that in prayer, there's a certain process that starts to mold our desires. Um, so, you know, I do think that prayer kind of reshapes us so that then the things we ask for are more like in accord with what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. You know, All but those... I mean, also, if you've got some uh, some uh, intention that you're very um, adamant about receiving, it's like rosary, 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 just pray it up. Mm-hmm. Number 12, all those who propagate the Holy Rosary shall be aided by me in their necessities. Yeah, and I think that one is... Um, is neat because I mean it leaves necessities sort of open ended. So on one hand it's the sacraments, but then you could look at that on the, uh, you know, on the material level, and you do see throughout you know the lives of the saints, the ones who were very devoted to Our Lady and the Rosary, um, you know their ministries were, you know, they continued. Those were, um, you know, even just going back to the crucifixion itself, the disciples that were closest to. Mary were the ones that actually had the strength to be at the crucifixion. Um, and, you know, if you're a religious order or you, you're doing some kind of apostolate or whatever, um, you know, the, the faith that you need to sustain something like that can be you know, very much strengthened by, by the rosary. Number 13, I have obtained from my divine son that all the advocates of the rosary shall have for intercessors, the, Entire ecclesiastical celestial court. Celestial. <laughs> what was I looking at during their life and at the hour of death? So basically, when you're when you die, uh, you are you, you just kind of like have everybody on board for you. Like if right. the be- that's one of those ones where it's like, um, the best way to get something from the son is to ask his mother. Right. And, you know, having these intercessors throughout life and especially at, at death, um, it, it is so important. I mean, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, when you talk about, you know, evil in the world or difficult times or, or things, I mean, these are kind of the, these are the teammates you want to have. Mm-hmm. Number 14, all who recite the rosary are my sons and brothers of my only son, Jesus Christ. That's great. Dudes rock. 
Um, <laughs> uh, right. Again, I mean, this, you know, it brings us into the, the Holy family, the, you know, that obviously being as far as like earthly, um, institutions, earthly orders, if you will, the Holy family is kind of at the very top of that made up of course of Joseph, Mary and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is basically talking about how we become like members of the family by praying the rosary. Mm-hmm. Number 15, devotion of my rosary is a great sign of predestination. Predestination? I know. That's a lot to unpack, right? That's a buzzword. Right. It, you know, it's interesting, the Catholic view on predestination, um, since obviously many things are predestined to happen. I mean, first and foremost, you know, the incarnation at, you know, at the Annunciation. Um, but, you know, Mary still had to give her consent, her fiat to, for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, it's kind of a mystery how, how that works. You know, to God, all things are the present um, in, in his knowledge. I mean, it's, it's an interesting kind of mystery how predestination works. It's not quite the same as um, the Calvinist view that basically the the believer or whomever is totally not involved. Like it's irresistible and it's outside their control. Um, but, you know, the sign of predestination, I mean, generally, you know, you're on the path to sainthood. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not necessarily canonized saint of course we're talking you know sainthood isn't going to heaven Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it's a it's a sign that you're you know on the right path right that you're basically you're conforming to god's will like god has a the i don't think like it's weird when people talk about like oh well that that car honked its horn because it was meant to at that, that point in time, like predestination more of like God has a plan for you. And if you want, you can conform your will to that plan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. And so, I mean, you know, when we're looking at all these together, I think that the, the general message is that there's a whole lot on the supernatural level that, God through Mary makes available to us when we pray the rosary. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing I would say is that you see kind of a people are drawn to spiritual practices and things like that, like throughout the culture. And, you know, a lot of it is new agey or, you know, problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, here's one that's straight from God and entirely unproblematic and, uh, you know, actually has attached to it supernatural promises. Um, you know, the other stuff, even if it's just purely on the natural level, um, it, it if it's like not bad, um, it doesn't come with any of this stuff. So, you know, it's a spiritual practice you can do every day. Pray your rosary. Um, it's going to have benefits on the natural level just for your, you know, well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the supernatural level, you get all this great, all this great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh it um it I don't know. Like it it's interesting because I feel like 
those 15 promises are kind of all the same general promise. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying we don't need all 15 of them because they're all 15 are all great. But the point is like the overall idea is just, if you keep doing this, it will, it would be very good for your spiritual life. Yeah. And I think sometimes the important thing to point to this is that, you know, these are, like you said, you don't necessarily have to have all 15 memorized and they are pretty much kind of along the same lines of, you know, basically helping your soul get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it is also a thing where if, if the rosary maybe isn't your cup of tea right now, you know, consider the what you could get from it and maybe just kind of start praying the rosary even if you don't want to. Like maybe you feel drawn to some more recent devotions or something quicker but like mm. you know and those things are all good but like here's one you know you you know be silly to leave those 15 promises on the table just because yeah. maybe the rosary is not your favorite prayer right and all the i mean all the saints are good and we like the devotions but you, you can't can't get much better than a good marian devotion Right. And, you know, I mean, this is one that you, you know, you take it with your whole life. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people keep a rosary in their pocket. I've done that pretty much since I converted. Um, I always have one on me. Um, there was a big, you know, we, like we said, we're not talking about politics this episode necessarily, but mm-hmm. a big thing about, you know, when they were talking about Joe Biden was that he carries his son who passed away, his rosary on him. Mm-hmm. at all times and you know i mean that was charming and that that you know that clearly does speak to people and you know you can make whatever critiques you want about any other aspect of this person but you know objectively it's a good thing that he has holds on to that rosary and that intense mm-hmm. moments he reaches for it yeah and i i have friends who aren't catholic that i've seen have kept a rosary and put it on their rear view mirror yeah like and I it, mean, I, it, I know that might there's be people that don't superstition love that. and it might be, yeah, it's right. But, but I don't know. To me, it's like if my friend who's not Catholic asked me for a rosary and he key and he puts it in a place that he's going to see it like every day. I mean, that's, that's cool. With right. Me. I mean, they put it there cause they like it and they like seeing it obviously. Yeah. But it's, it's better. Can... Like it's, that's, that's not far removed from one day pulling it down and praying it or like looking into the history of it. Right. Yeah. No, that's what I think is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's good for that reason that, you know, people see it and they, again, they put it there because they like it, even if they just think it looks cool or maybe they see it and it makes them think of God or makes mm-hmm. them think that they're not going to get in a wreck or, or whatever, you know, that's obviously not perfect, but like that's definitely on the right track. Um, it's not like they're using it. And, you know, they're not, they're, they are putting it in a spot, like they're using it for good in, in that sense. It's not like they're trying to mock it or right. something like that. Like they wouldn't have it there as like, a, oh, I don't like this at all. So I put it right here. So I see it constantly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's what I, the other thing is I like is again, it is something that, you know, you have the rosaries, you can look at them. You know, you can have a whole bunch of them, give them to people, get them as gifts. Like it, it becomes a very natural part of life. Um, 
but then also, you know, if you don't have a rosary, you do have 10 fingers and you can like count off your Hail Marys <laughs> using that. Right. You know, at the end of the day, the rosary is the prayer and devotion. It's not strictly speaking the beads. Yeah. It's um, a thing. I think we said it. When did we said of, was it last episode or something that it's just the prayers? It's the prayers that have been there the entire time. It's not yeah. like, it's not like they, it unlocked new secret prayers that had just been invented. Right. Exactly. And so, I mean, you've got your 10 fingers, you can say your 10 Hail Marys, um, you know, even if you don't have a rosary, but I mean, especially now more than ever, uh, <laughs> this keeping up with your rosary every day is something you can do to stay faithful during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pray for this country, pray for the world, sick people, celebrities in prison for mm-hmm. cheating their kids into school. For caring, for caring about their kids too much. Yeah. For being too good of parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that I think that's more than anything is that, you know, I think the the rosary is not some, like, tired old thing. It's, you know, deeply spiritual. It will have a profound effect on your life. And there's all these great promises that come with it. So it's, there's, like, no reason not to. I I agree. Yeah. There's a... Uh, you can do it, like we've said before, you can do it in your car. Yeah. I don't know. There's just time to do it. And, and the it, other uh, thing is, I mean, you can do it if you're, even if, let's say you happen to be certain that you're in the state of mortal sin mm-hmm. um, and you're not able to get to confession right away, which would obviously be your first priority. You should still pray your rosary every day. Um, yeah. Again, it, it does orient your mind towards, so I mean, even if, even if it's only the natural benefits that come to you, because, you know, you're not in the state of grace, mm-hmm. those are still important in cultivating that habit. Um, and it can also help you get, because you still are going to need grace to go to confession. And so it can help make sure that that's available to you. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think, you don't just like, oh, I'm in mortal sin. And then you quit praying the rosary until you get to confession. And then you start praying it every day again. And then you do a mortal sin and then you quit praying it. You know, I mean, keep mm-hmm. the habit up. It's not like, no matter what you believe about prayer and grace during when someone's in mortal sin, like, it's still good to pray rosary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. Uh, um, yeah, no argument here. I didn't have any follow up to that, but uh, we'll uh, continue. I thought it was just good to talk about the fifteen promises because I hadn't really gone over them recently. Um, it's something I'd heard before, but just thought it would be nice to talk about that in the middle of talking about the rosary the uh the par- the latin mass parish out here zach asked uh, the pastor asked, yeah asked for some money to put up three billboards uh nice. throughout throughout the city that has a picture of the um i think it, like the immaculate heart and uh he got enough money to put up 13 billboards. So like 13 different places on the freeways out here in Phoenix. If you're driving by, you'll be able to see. What's a on picture, a, uh, It's just a picture of the Virgin so the, Mary. The Immaculate Heart. And then... Yeah. And it, it, I haven't actually seen the billboards, but uh, he just wanted to put up some Mary billboards around to get people, to remind people to pray the rosary. 
Love it. Love it. Yeah. So now there's no excuse if you're in the, the Phoenix area. Um, no, there really isn't. So we're trying desperately. We're, we're desperately trying slowly, but surely bringing the people, bringing them in. It just, I don't know. It bums me out. One of the, I've always, again, we've talked about no need to like truly rehash it, but it's always struck me as one of the silliest Protestant thoughts to kind of like dismiss Mary. It really, that really bugs me. I mean, obviously a lot of different theological things are, the differences aren't good and we hope that they fall in line with Catholicism, but especially the ones where like you just kind of dismiss Mary as just kind of like a random old, a random, random woman. Right. Like who, they just, I mean, they, they, you know, I've compared it to the plot line of Rosemary's baby of like this huge main, this huge thing is brought about through her son Mm -hmm. and she apparently doesn't even know about it. Like Mm -hmm. she's clueless and doesn't even get it or she's irrelevant to the story. She's just providing a, you know, she's like a surrogate. Right. Um, I mean, that, that just doesn't even, that wouldn't be a very good, I mean, that would just, there's a lot of issues. It's problematic to say the least. To yeah. say the least. Yeah. Yep. Well, all right. Uh, I don't know what else I have to say about this. We did the saint of the week. That was fun. Pope, Pope Pius V. Good little, man. Little spur of the moment, saint of the week. Anything Same else? Anything week. anything rocking? Anything you're looking forward to before we get out of here? Um, I don't think so. It's going to be a nice weekend. I, I'm going to have to work part of it, but uh should be good. And then next week, um, definitely check out our Paywall podcast where we'll have hard-hitting coverage of the Republican National Convention. Will we? Is that next week? It is. Oh, quick note. Good work for Father James Martin to mention... Uh, the, the unborn. unborn unborn children in the womb in his prayer at the DNC. He did yeah. It. So I like I do think it's worth pointing out how significant it is that you know he didn't go on EWTN and bring up the unborn. He didn't go to March for Life. Like he was at this was the Democratic National Convention. He was in front of an audience that didn't want to hear that. Right. Um, that's significant. And I mean, you know. The funny thing Wait. is, is everyone was like, "Oh, I bet he'd never do that," and then he turned around and did it. So, you know. right, and he he, uh, we joke about people, maybe not necessarily him, but people wanting they kind of downplay their beliefs to get invited to the cocktail parties. Well, Father James Martin is in New York, and he is, I mean, he's like Colbert's priest, all this stuff. So he's very primed to be invited to these cocktail parties. So doing that is, you know. He did. He did have skin in the game. Other besides the fact that he is a priest and he needs to speak out for the truth of the faith, but just on like a natural level, he does. He did have. He does have skin in the game as far as what he says. So. Yep, and he he did do it, and then he. So I mean, yeah, he he's an example of someone who they're the the people. You could make a critique about him on a lot of points, but people take it so far that it becomes ridiculous, and so mm-hmm. usually. Like, I'm ne- I'm never very interested in dogpiling on his worst moments because people just they overstep the mark 
in their criticisms of him. And then he, you know, turns around and does something like this. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, there was one Catholic priest there and the one that was there mentioned the unborn, you know, to a party that for the most part, the official organs of the party, they debate whether pro-lifers can even be in the party. I mean, they always allow them eventually, but you know, it's, it's not a, a mindset people are friendly towards. Mm-hmm. So good for him. Yeah. Credit where credit is due, Zach. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We will talk to you all next week. See ya. See ya.